Hi, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast on acting, art, and life. In this series, I'm talking to AMAW alumni, students, and clients about the challenges of acting and the joys of creating in the 21st century. For more information, go to anthonymindel.com, or you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy. In this week's episode, Tony talks with Aussie actor Lincoln Eunice. He shares his journey from working consistently as a young actor in Australia to struggling to find work before landing a role on ABC's new series, Grand Hotel. He talks about staying in the game for the right reasons and following your gut. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast with my guest. I'm not going to like butcher your last name. Try it's it. actually go. pretty easy. Go for it. Lincoln Eunice. Yeah, you go. Yeah, you go. Ah. And this is where we put the applause. Hey! Yes. It's that's, engineered. It's kind of low tech. I just clapped myself. That's, <laughs> that's right. The singular clap. Uh. What's the sound? You know that Buddhist Cohen. What's the sound of one hand clapping? I don't know. Listeners, ponder that. That is a very, that's one of the most famous Buddhist clapping. sort of meditations. What is the sound of one hand clapping? Maybe by the end of this podcast, you'll have the answer. I think it's me. If I ever could stand up, that's what it would be. <laughs> but only one hand Just clapping. one hand. You won't even hear. Nah. Yes. <laughs> Just crickets. Nothingness. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Lincoln. So, I mean, I should, you know, uh, describe a very handsome young man in front of me. You can tell by his funny little accent. It's pretty funny. By way of Australia. Australia. They're taking over the world, people. Give us back our jobs. (laughs) There's too many of us. And you just, I actually just saw a poster for it. So does this mean, actually you shot the whole series or just the podcast? We have, yes. So Lincoln is one of the series regulars of this new ABC? That's right. ABC show called Grand Hotel. That's correct. And it's an Ava Longoria show. Is she producing it or it's it? her baby. Uh, she's executive producing. Whoa. She directed Whoa. some of the apps okay, cool. and she's in it as well. How fun. Yeah. So it's kind of based on a like telenovela. Right? Uh, it's know? based on a, a, a Spanish drama called Grand Hotel. Oh, um, okay. Which was, which was like a, a Spanish Downton Abbey. It wasn't oh. too telenovela, but they've uh, made it contemporary. They've set it in Miami okay. and uh, they've changed around a bit of the story. But you were not Spanish speaking. I'm not Spanish speaking, but I'm actually trying to learn it. Okay, wow. Yeah. Because I saw I think I saw the poster, it was a very sort of Latin cast. It is. It's right? very it's yeah. a very um ethnically diverse cast. We yeah, yeah we, we have uh, people from all different parts of the world, which is great. Okay, cool. And who do you play on it? I play Danny. Uh oh. He's a bad boy, isn't he? Uh no, Danny, well, <laughs> can't say, but Danny is a, a new employee at the hotel. He catches the eye of the uh, hotel owner's daughter played um, by do I played by Denise Tons okay is she an Aussie too she's not okay. she is American okay she's, yay she's wonderful um, but th- yeah he kind of there's uh, there's a lot of mystery surrounding him and he's not completely what he appears so you'll find out more about wow. him as you, as you go you're on. a scallywag I don't I, I know you can't. I can't confirm or deny, confirm or deny. but I have, awesome. that, I have that scallywag look about me always <laughs> So wait, did you film, where did you film? Because you were out of town for a while, I feel like. I was. So I um, I got the role from Australia. um, Wow, I I didn't know that. Yeah. Like self-taped? Yeah, I've been coming and going to LA and um, doing a number of stints and getting close and testing for things, but then not not getting them. Um, And then I went back to do theatre for a year 
and then in Sydney or Melbourne? In Sydney, in Sydney. and Melbourne. Okay. okay. And uh, so I did a play called A View from the Bridge. Oh, I saw the Broadway revival of it a couple oh, years ago. Did yeah. you see? Was it with uh, Anthony Lapalia? No. Okay. Sadly, I did not. When I was in London, um, every time I go, I'm actually going to London this next week. Oh, teach, amazing! And every time I go to London, yeah. you know, the the our school there, our teachers are like, they always tell me the shows I have to go see. So I went to try to go see that, and it had closed, oh, and it moved to New York. Then, then, then when I was going to New York, it had closed, oh. and then, and so it was the original cast. And then by the time it came out here to LA, they had replaced of course. the original. Yeah. So it wasn't. I didn't think the acting of it was as strong as what, sure. but it was um, what's his name, uh, Ivan Ivan Van Ho. Oh, so it was the, very it was deconstructed. Very, yes, so ours, just, ours was kind of uh, a more contained version of that. There was minimalist uh, props. It okay. was very. Uh, we were so close to the audience. It was okay, amazing, extremely tense. But wow. the funny thing was Anthony Lapalia, who was in, who was the original Broadway, and he's Aussie. I always Eddie, forget yes. that. Yes. Yeah, okay. he lives out here now, but he. <clears throat> yeah. uh, it's funny because he was the like, you know, original Eddie on Broadway. And then um, one of the nights out on stage and I looked to my right and we had these stair seats. Like we had all these seats, but then we had these stair seats, which were like absolutely, there was like trying to fit someone in right. um, and they couldn't. And he was sitting there on the stairs oh, I love watching it. and the lead actor playing uh, Eddie went backstage <laughs> at one out. point and was like, I think that's Anthony the Paul. I was like, it definitely is. He's like, crap oh <laughs> my god but he, that was great and it was really cool I'm sure experience. he was so supportive he was he, he stood up at the end he was the first oh, to stand wow. up so that was really cool um, but anyway I, I yeah I auditioned it was a funny story I can I just say too like because it's course. just so interesting Arthur Miller but like so many pieces that were written that's 50 years old now that play and it is still so relevant about immigration everything and, it, you know naturalization and immigrant rights and like the othering of people. It's really, you it's, know what I mean? It's funny about those, those writers of the time, um, especially, you know, forties to seventies, the playwrights that came through them because they had such a, a macro view of the world and they could contain it within. So, so for a view from the bridge, Arthur Miller had this like Greek tragedy, but he contained it in this small community mm-hmm. under the Brooklyn bridge. That's and right. it's like, it, it, you can extrapolate it to the rest of the world now still, but he just could do it through the lens of such a small, it, something that everyone can relate with, which I think is why he was such a great writer and, and other writers like him yeah. do so well. I think, um, not, not taking away from playwrights we have now, but I feel like everything is very, um, it's the micro look at things, you know, it's, it's, well, it feels more zeitgeist. It feels, right? yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel time, like, as opposed to maybe something that's more universal. Yeah. You know? And there was a lot more, um, there was so much more uh, danger at the time yeah. in writing. That's right. Things like that. Pieces that were very yeah. political. Yeah. And, very, and you know, that was like the McCarthy era too. Or Complete, maybe it was, it was maybe a, that was a little bit after that. I think it was but, a bit after. It, but still there was that whole aspect of, yeah, you, the, you could have real, uh, really bad, consequences for what you wrote well I think when he wrote The Crucible I think that was a a commentary also on McCarthyism and being sort of it completely was you know taking a task for something that you aren't so interesting yeah and and not Um, to digress too much no it's interesting this is like podcast yeah well what was what (laughs) I talking about creating everyone I like I wanted to do theatre because all the actors I I really respected they'd always either come from theatre or done it at some point and it scared the shit out of me Uh um 
but what's interesting, we had this director and I was talking to, this is for a different play, um, I did, uh, I was talking to her about theatre, I was like, what is it you love about theatre? And she says, it is, it is the only kind of, it's the only true historical piece of art that we that is transient. And I went, what do you mean by that? And she goes, you, you look at theatre that comes out at certain times uh, and, it, and it shows at that point in time where the world was at. That's right. Or, or you know, uh, the political, the soci- you know, sociological, like all these kind of... It's, it's interesting because, yeah, it is like a piece in time shown through art. Also, the, the interesting thing about it too, I'm thinking right now, is that even though we have a memory of it, or we have like the actual written record of it because we have the play yeah. that we can read, but the actual spectacle the actual experience of it is is transitory and it's gone you know what i mean so that's what's amazing about theater that's life itself and and there's such a there's such a risk with it we um the first so the play i did before view from the bridge it was this um up and coming unbelievable writer his name's um declan green Mm -hmm. and the play was called the homosexuals and it was a it was a satirical uh commentary on uh, I guess the upper middle class middle class to upper elite gay community in Sydney mm-hmm. and basically it was saying that you know they were so oppressed for a time and then uh, they worked their way out of it this is just a couple of them they worked their way out of it to a place of power and then there's all these new communities coming in uh, you know the LGBTQI mm-hmm. all these new communities and there wasn't the same support that they, they were doing the same thing that happened to them. And it was this interesting thing where when we were putting the play together, there was such a risk that it that the the, the commentary wouldn't come through, the satire wouldn't come through, that it would be completely misread. And there's that, that beautiful risk where it, thankfully it paid off and it, it resonated, but it also might not. And that in itself, that, you know, failure in a way says as much as a, as a success right. and it's just I, yeah. I love that kind of risk with that is the sound of one hand clapping that right is there. the sound of one hand clapping <laughs> yeah. that's true that's very true I love that we're talking theatre you know those were my that was how I started I don't really talk about my own career and stuff like in my own you started in theatre? yes oh my god oh. my first professional play you'll respect this as an Aussie um, was um, The Some of Us oh wow which started as a as a play mm-hmm by David Stevens, he was an Aussie playwright, and then they made it into a movie with um, uh, Russell Crowe, yeah. like in the late 90s. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I, d- I had to do an Aussie accent. How'd you go? Oh my God. No, it was awful. First of all, I was like, tw- I was like your age. I was like 23. Well, this the only thing I can still say is, face it, friend, you're never going to be good enough. But I just want to trade for the Pan Pacific. <laughs> now that's from Strictly Ballroom. <laughs> I just want to trade for the Pan Pacific. It's funny because you Americans, you use your mouth so well. Australians are very lazy. I know. We're I just, very lazy. Oh, my accent just, was awful. Uh, we just mumble. So, but I was trying to. I was trying to. <laughs> You're teach. very bogan. No, I'm not very bogan. Is that bogan? Is that like like uh, kind of lazy? Bogan is of? bogan is the uh, <laughs> bogan is the. I don't know if I can say this. Blue the, collar. Maybe the blue, like collar blue collar of yeah. Australia. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, and I can't understand them Whoa. some of the time. So, so it's that. So, like... yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I don't want to make enemies on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, like, you know, uh, supportively. Like, I just, like, you know, 
Like we all come from somewhere. I come Completely. from the Midwest. Yeah. And Jesus, actually, the good thing is in the last uh, primary election, or not the presidential election, but the, the last election we had a year ago or so, like for Congress. Mm-hmm. Is that called primary? I'm losing my mind. Anyway, our county, Laporte County, was the only county in all of the state of Indiana and South Bend. So that's, yes, yeah, so that's where yeah. Pete Budakeg is from. The only two counties that were blue. Everything else in my entire state was red. Wow. So, and, and where I grew up is very blue collar. So the fact that they even voted blue is like, there's hope out there. People. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's what we need more of. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going off on so many no, different no, no. So, no, no, okay. So, so then, theater. So, okay. So, so theater. Were, and then I had this... Um, I love it though. This is interesting. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was... So you went back to do... So when you weren't getting... You were coming close to so things. So I was coming close to stuff. I had, go back to I had reps here. Um, but I, I wanted to keep... I could only come back and forth in stints. Um, anyway, I, I just because of the affordability of it, affordability, and like, and visa, the green card, all that kind of right? stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, anyway, I I just felt after doing the play uh, that I needed to change and I needed to kind of take back some of my. Uh, we have so little control in this industry, yeah, um, and, true. and I know so much of it is letting go of control. But I guess you don't want to lose yourself in amongst it because it's the only thing that is going to help you um, and I there was just so much out of my control because I was putting my power in things I had no so, say over so over. That's I, right. I kind of felt things weren't happening maybe the way I thought they would or the way you know uh, I thought they should at the time mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I got rid of my reps here I went wow, back bold move yeah I went I went back and did the play and then I went to Europe for three weeks or four weeks. And then I came back and this was the start of, this was last year. This was the start of 2018. Um, and then I, because I didn't have reps here, I had a very small uh, window of pilot season. And uh, they came through Australian casting uh, directors who I knew and stuff like that. But I literally had three days in February last year, mm-hmm. January. And it was, I think I had 10 auditions in three days. Whoa. And I remember what happened was I had, it was a Wednesday, I had four auditions. It was over 40 pages all up. Um, I got them all out. A couple were in the room, a couple were self-types. I got them all out and then I got an audition at like 10.30 p.m. And in Australia, you technically have to be off book, which is so insane, Always, always, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I still don't understand not being off book, but I think it's a... I think it's a good technique if you can do it. Um, but it's funny, I got at 10.30 that night for 9am the next morning and I looked at this audition and I went, I, I don't know if I can do this justice. Like I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to learn it. It's 12 pages. I was like, my brain is dead, blah, 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 all those excuses. And so I went and I went to write this email to cancel it because I, I thought I'd been putting down good stuff and I didn't want to do one that was yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. And then I went, oh, I should sleep on it. And so I did. I woke up at six the next morning and I just tried to learn it. And I went, oh, well, screw it. I'm going to give it a go. That was this. Of course. Of course. It's always when we give at one level, you're just like, okay, okay. zero fucks. Yeah. You know and I, mean? I think I literally said. And not it. overthinking it. Yeah. Not overworking it. Yeah. You have an hour to just put it up and do the best you can or yeah. whatever. And so to this day, I don't. Well, I actually do know what I did. I did, funnily enough, 
there's a there was a monologue. Um, I don't know if this is a good lesson to put out there, but there was a there was a monologue uh, that I had to do for one of the scenes, and I got it, and I went, ah, oh, cool. I'm going to be that person trying to do a monologue and trying to make it look, you know, real, interesting, and yeah. real. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know how to make this fun for myself. And that was a thing that I kind of implemented from theatre. I was like, if I find it interesting, it's going to be more interesting to watch rather than trying to conform to the idea. The brief. That's right. And so I, <laughs> I barreled the camera halfway through the monologue and I just didn't blink and I did the whole thing at the camera. To the camera. And then we cut and the casting director went, that was interesting, interesting choice. choice. Maybe we do one that isn't that. And I was like, no, 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 I think that was good. Anyway, it turns out it worked. Um, isn't it awesome when we have the audacity to just trust our gut? Yeah, I think, the, I think it's listening to the gut and not doing it for the sake of doing it. Um, which, well, like you just said, not necessarily. I'm always, I just coached a fellow just worried for something and just getting him to keep we were talking about not playing the idea like and not the, what traps actors is the stage directions that suggest the idea that yeah. then the actor falls into the trope of like oh it's supposed to sound and look like that you know yeah. what I mean yeah so there is something very freeing in the audacity of completely just and, and I think being the, ourselves yeah and I think the brief can sometimes um be really misleading because I read the brief for this and I, I didn't think I was right but it's yeah it's just interesting well, we... when you when you kind of Brian Cranston has this interview where he says I now and it's obviously you know he's at a different stage but he says you get this one opportunity to he goes it's the most I hate people that complain about auditions and all this kind of stuff because if you put it in through the lens of there is a person or a couple of people who are happy to watch me perform for 10 minutes this week. What is it that, and that is, that is a privilege. What is it that I want to show them? That's right. I've talked about that. Yeah. A lot in class, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I I really believe it. You know, he, he, his breakthrough came from when he said, this is my three minutes to show you how I would do this sky or how I play this role. Yeah. And like there takes, again, it takes some audacity to be like, well, I know this is what the brief says or the breakdown. And I know they think they know what they're looking for, but they don't until you just come in and like look at the camera. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I always think like actors overthink like what's the worst that can happen when you uh, just give yourself the permission to to try. You know what's the worst? So that cast maybe that casting office, just one casting director would have saw your tape and didn't get you. So what? There's five hundred other ones. You know what I mean? There's a couple. Yeah, and there's a couple of things that you know, friends have said over the years or I've thought about like a couple one one is the sexiest thing I find in a person is passion. So if you if you're trying to conform to this brief and it's not you're not passionate about it, you're not interested by it, it's very hard to try and mould it to that. Whereas if you find what you're like, yes, I want to do this in that, yeah. even if it's completely different to the character, it's gonna be infinitely more interesting to watch yeah so there's that the other thing is why why so much of us and I've been guilty of this define our value by our employment status and it's like why do you put your value in a person that 
meets you for five minutes that's why, right. why do we assign so much power and value and it's it's not even an ego thing it's it's going if i do a shit audition you walk out and you go i'm a shit actor or i'm a shit human it's like no that you at the end if you're working on yourself and you know who you are then that's that doesn't change you know because of a five minute block of time so i think that's what I try and remind myself with. And it's it's incredibly hard when things aren't working and, you know, it feels like everything's against you. And, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, though, that even beyond acting, like the human, the crux of being human is how we identify or value ourselves through things, right? Like through the job or through a relationship or dating somebody hot or the car we drive yeah. or the clothes we have or the money or zip code. And then what happens when that's taken away? Or Completely. what happens when you don't get that? Then yeah. you are. It's, yeah, it's you when you feed I mean? your energy through something external rather than the internal. internal. Because To me, it's the, like the indestructible aspect of who we all are. This, you know, weightless, um, formless, like the soul, the spirit of who yeah. we are, right? That can't is is um, immune to the physical, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can be younger. One actor can be younger and hotter and more talented than somebody else, and or somebody can be smarter or have more money. Those things are not. Um, they're not. The, the 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 soul sort of expands beyond those things completely. You know I mean? yeah. And I think so. Like, we're all the same at that core level. Yeah, you know, like I listen to hip hop all the time and I remember there was this lyric or there's been the same lyric through different songs and different artists but it, it basically is saying stay in your lane <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's so true because it's not saying settle or be complacent it's just saying kind of put the blinders up in some ways to comparisons to other people because at the end of the day it's like and it's so easy to say and it's really hard to practice and put into place but it's well, also because of social media now. Oh, especially I think it makes it really hard. Social media you know is I mean? incredibly um, depressing and, yeah. you know, it's. I think it's heavily linked to, you know, mental illness and a lot of, and depression, a lot of different things. But that, that comparison will never be uh, productive, ever. Like, I remember for a long time I was looking at people, I'd look up actors that I admired yeah, and respected yeah. and I'd look up what they were doing at my age. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, and, that, yeah. and it and it really helped in some ways, but it really doesn't. And it's right. that thing of going, like you're never going to pave your own way if you're trying to, I don't know, follow well, someone I think else's thing. That's helpful in the sense that if you look up actors at your age that you were inspired by, they were all working or studying or growing or learning or Completely, taking risks. Yeah. That to me is the where you're like oh, okay, I can't just sit around my house and take photos of myself no. and post them on Instagram no. and be too scared to get into a class or yeah. start a theater company or do whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people, young, the Al Pacinos of the world, the Meryl Streep's of the world, whatever, Kate Blanchett, yeah. you know, they, were, they started in theater. They started doing yeah. what they had to do to work, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, I talk about this with my friends a lot. You know, because I, I, uh, I wanted to be a soccer player. Oh, that's, okay. that's wow. so. I was very uh, sporty. Wait, football? Of... No, soccer. 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 Okay. Yeah, American soccer. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets like, too confusing. Yeah, when you say like, football. Wait. European <laughs> football. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the round ball. Right. Um, but it was really interesting because um, what was I going to say? You wanted to play soccer. Yeah, I wanted that was your goal. Oh, I wanted to play soccer, and I was like, you know, if you're an athlete, you have a very 
it's very easy to work towards your craft. You, you train, you, there's a physical kind of method and formula to getting ahead. You just have to be disciplined about it. And there's goals. And there's goals tangible, and there's right? tangibles. Yeah, that's right. And, and everything in acting is intangible. That's and it's, right. It's, it's very hard to... But these people, they you know, athletes, they train four to eight hours a day for what they do. Yeah. It is incredibly... It's, it's almost impossible to do that with acting. And it's, it's, it's unhealthy, I think, in a lot of ways because it's so intrinsically linked to your life and your energy and your being. But the thing is, if you're not, if you're not actively trying to do something towards your craft, whether it's classes or reading or exploring the world, then, yeah, there, there are so many people out there that are. And it's so competitive. Yeah, it's gotten super It's so competitive. competitive. Um, I mean, like, and I've been doing this for 21 years, and like, oh, you would have seen it change so much. Oh my god! <laughs> I just think because there's so many. I mean, this is the thing also about social media that I think is important to remember is like, you know, like there are billions of shows now, and like that, like it, the thing is, is you just have to honor that you're working, yeah. and hopefully this show will be a hit, sure. and it will create. First of all, you're getting paid, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're able to afford other things, yeah. Whilst being a working actor, you don't have to wait tables anymore. Yeah. And like, so I'm, I guess my point is, is like, and that affords you the opportunity to explore other creative things. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, but I think it's really dangerous in social media at times to be like, well, I wish I would have been on, you know, it's the same thing. It, it's, it's, I think this has been going on since the beginning of time. Like, I wish I lived in a bigger palace, you know, if I lived in 17th yeah. century France or whatever. But like, you watch Stranger Things and you're like, well, I wish I would be on that show. And instead of, I'm on the CBS show or somebody who's yeah. on, you know, a Fox show wishes they weren't. It's just so, it's like anarchy. It's, it's just, it doesn't make any and it's, sense. It's, if you're going to follow the line of comparison, I mean, this is where people get into trouble, especially in L.A., you you can work on a primetime show or you know HBO or do big movies and not change your lifestyle yeah and i think that's i think you i think the trick and this is just coming from you know friends i admire and respect and i've seen how they've dealt with their life and i'm trying to do the same is you incrementally try and increase uh, your life in in a positive way but i mean if you look at nba players most of them come into extraordinary amounts of money yeah. and all this fame and all this, and they lose it. They go bankrupt within a few years. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they do. It's unbelievable. They they like millions and millions of dollars, but they lose it. Whoa! Because they don't have the right advice, or they don't have the and right. That's right. They're... And and that, but the more to the point, they're directly comparing themselves with these other people who have Ferraris and right. these other, and they think that's what they need. Yeah, and it's like well. No, like I can honestly say I, I would not have got this job. So I worked for, which I'm very grateful for. I worked from 16 to about 20, 23 Were you on Neighbours? I, I started in a show. Home and Away? I did Home and Away for three years. Wow. But I started in a show called Tangle with okay. uh, Ben Mendelsohn playing my dad. Okay, oh, love so, that. And, and a whole ensemble of these amazing older Australian actors. So I started in... I didn't know he was... Uh, I, th- I thought he was English. He's no, Aussie. Aussie, oh, Aussie. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the best learning ground. It was a bit of trial by fire because they're just the elite actors. But... Right. So I had, this, I had this amazing run, which was awesome. And then for a number of weeks, it just stopped. It just stopped for... A year and a half, two right. years, yeah. And 
I don't know what is harder, either having not worked and then working or having worked and then not working. Yeah, yeah. But it was an incredibly difficult time. But I do know that that struggle for the two years or whatever and then going into theatre and working for absolutely no money, all this kind of stuff, it gives you this grounded appreciation and love. It, you have you you learn whether you love the Doing thrills or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of it That's or you right. love actually the craft. Yeah. And, and I know without a doubt that if I hadn't had these last three years of, you know, uh, hard times in, in certain ways, I would not have gotten this job. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. If you'd given me this job three years ago, I don't know if I would have been able, uh, if I'd been ready for it. Well, that, that, I think a lot of young actors kind of realize that on their journey. Sometimes they have like a crash and burn moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And realize yeah. like, oh, I wasn't really ready, which is also all part of our own journey. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just have to keep, just have to keep going, which is, you know, the hard bit. Yeah. And also like, it's great. This is why I have all different kinds of people on the podcast because you also like, how many episodes did you do? Uh, Grand Hotel, yeah. 13. Jeez. So like, you know, you're like gainfully employed for half of the year, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah. But it's still like, you, you're done with that and now, okay, now what? What's next? You know what yeah. I mean? So I think the thing that, I think people or actors have been taught, or just like you were saying about the NBA, like I think we're in such a culture that is so materialistically driven yeah. and I'm all for like people enjoying sure. yeah, stuff. So I'm not, you know, condemning that. But I just think like the sad thing is, is, you know, we get those things and then you realize like, well, this isn't the answer or this isn't make me happy. Like yeah. the end result of something isn't where joy lies, right? It's like in the process of something. Well, I think that's why Instagram does so well because you, you materialism, like sometimes it gives you joy completely. And I, same as you, I'm not condemning it. It's just, I think Instagram and stuff like that is to put it out there for other people to validate that your purchases or your actions were fulfilling and right did you know that there was um my friend told me there was a, a this guy did a social experiment he had like a hundred followers like nobody. yeah and the, so he started taking him uh, pictures of himself in malls um and then he would uh, in front of stores and malls yeah. right and then he would photoshop like the name of famous brands like Chanel oh and then like with, with <laughs> like holding bags like Chanel bags wow. or Louis Vuitton and then of, of course like within a period like of no time at all he had like a million followers oh that's so it is so interesting do you, do you, how, I, I like gotta, the status aspect it's of it. incredible like, you know and, I mean? and I, well I do know what you mean because I funny little story I so yeah I did a show in Australia that um you know I guess a lot of people watched and so people would come up because they recognized me off the show and at the time I was single and it was very funny because immediately if, if people were coming up for that reason I would oh yeah but I'd just go oh I've got to get away yeah so then I tried the, but then you know some people don't outwardly come out with it so I tried I started doing this thing where I'd be out at a club or a bar and a girl would walk up and Hi. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. and they're like, "You're an actor," and I'm like, "No," and they're like, "But you are, aren't you?" I'm like, "No, no, no," and they're like, "What do you, what do you do for a job?" And I made up this stupid. It was so stupid. And you fooled them. Uh, yeah, so they thought you this were. Is, well, this is what I said, uh, just as an experiment, which I thought was very funny. I said, um, "I was like, you know, you know, Corona bottles," and they went, "What?" And I went, 
Corona bottles. And they're like, yeah. And I went, wait, what, what are Corona bottles for our non Aussie audience? Corona, Corona. Oh, the cor- beer, the beer. Oh, Corona. The Mexican okay. beer. Okay, yes. Wait, what do you call it? Corona. But yeah, but what did you just say it was? Maybe I just mumbled. Corona bottles. Corona bottles. Oh, Corona bottles. bottles. Yes. yes. But it did not sound. It sounded yeah. like it sounded like something. It's Australian for beer. It sounded like Garanimals. <laughs> Garanimals. Garanimals no, no, in no. my day was like matching tops and bottoms that oh, really? like little kids would wear. Yes. Oh God. Google it. Oh, I learned something. Okay. This is so, good. so I'd say you know, Corona-bottles. you know, Corona bottles. Okay. And yes. she go, yeah, and I'm like. Well, you know how they put like lemon pieces in there or limes, and she's like, "Yeah." I went, "Well, you know, you can't really recycle them properly if they're in there." So I, I use yeah. these long tongs to pull out the lime slices, and that way it's much better for the environment with recycling. So I do that four days a week, and she just walked away. Are you serious? <laughs> she oh, went, just walked God. away. She didn't even say anything. She just turned and walked away. I went, "Oh well." <laughs> that's that she's says, not gonna be my future wife that says yes. a lot it was very funny <laughs> no i think that is true like you know i think actors are probably so suspicious you know famous actors i get it are so suspicious because of people you know i ran into helen mirren at a oh, coffee yeah. shop down here and i'm not i mean i'm surrounded by i work with a lot of famous actors sure. so it doesn't phase me you know yeah. everybody's the same but i just i i fangirled a little bit yeah she kept and i kept trying so I get it. Like, I was like, oh my God, I, I think you're so amazing. And you just, and she kept backing away from me. Just and then out of, yeah. And I noticed that she just kept like, like, and I was minding her space. It wasn't like I was in her grill or anything. <laughs> I'm always aware of the six You were sitting on yeah. your lap. Yeah. 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 She was like, I get off me. So much. Yeah. And she was so tiny in a way. And anyway, so I just was like, and I was like, oh, but don't worry. I was like, I work with actors. So it's, it's, I, cause, cause I started to feel like she was processing, like, who is this crazy person? So oh, I get it. Like, I can't even imagine what that, that must at be. At that level. Like, yeah. Oh, it's just, it can be a bit right. Like, so I think that's why a lot of people actually move away from LA. I think so. But I also, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's ever going to be. Uh, that kind of fame again, which is I good was going to talk about this with you yeah. because it is so true. You know, a, I mean, it's a good thing in a way because there's so much like, more work for yeah. everyone, and so there's so many more platforms and shows. But I will never forget, like this was around 2009, maybe. Uh, wait, what year is it? 2019? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit later than or 2012. Um, there was an article in the New York Times that talked about. Um, they were talking about Jennifer Lawrence and yeah. Shailene, yeah. weirdly enough, because Shailene had just done, um, what was the George Clooney movie? The Descendants, yes. right? And, yeah. and it was like such a huge breakthrough for her or whatever. And they were talking about how they were going to be the end of whatever the last Hollywood movie stars, stars yeah. were. Yes, it was called The Last Movie Stars. Yeah. And I do think that that was a good prognosticator of... I think so too. You know what I mean? It was interesting. They, they just had... Um, the premiere of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at Cannes. Oh yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I have a student who's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a friend, um, David Perryman, who plays Charles Manson. Oh okay, whoa. Yeah, okay. so he, that, I can't wait to see him in that. But I, he, uh, it was interesting because I saw the photos in, of Leo and Brad next to each other, and I was like, and and Al Pacino, and I was like, that will never, yeah, no, that's ever happen school. again. Like that, that kind of. They still have like a reverence. They have about this them, reverence, right? Isn't it and weird? I don't think, and which is sad because I don't think that'll ever be that way again. 
Um, well, I always, I would like to talk about, like, I, I've always believed, and now I think, you know what it is, that now is transferring onto Instagram, whether it's social yeah. media, yeah. like, uh, influencers or whatever, like, I think our culture has no, American culture has no history, and we have no connection to, like, mythology, so that's why, this sure. is my theory, anyway, yeah. this is why, um, like, Avengers or superhero movies are really popular, because it's tapping into our own mythological hardwiring but also why like let's say in british culture they have um uh what do you call it? royalty yeah right so that's in some way is the contemporary fulfillment of a line of something that's very historical yeah, and america's like wild west it's never had that yeah. so we always so hollywood became in the 30s i think a way to sort of project that onto yeah it created stars. a history yeah that's right which, yeah, that's really, I've never thought of that before, but I, that's that's really true. You know, I, I really believe that, and that, and that, but that like the medium changes. So now we're gonna, you know what I mean? I and then Instagram will be dead in five more years, and then it will be something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I th- I think so. I think it, all that kind of stuff, but it's just you know, it's interesting. It's, it's also not real. That's the other thing too. Well, There's no, you know, the whole fame thing is really just. Well, you know the the whole. Uh, not the algorithm, but the um, I think it's called positive reinforcement. It's it, basically Instagram and likes, and and the yeah. reason it's red and things like that. It all plays off the same uh, val- uh, chemical release as like the pokies, oh, as, yeah. as in like the slots. Yes. So it's oh, like no, no, no. there's yeah, the addiction completely. So so it's like you know into. when you get likes or you see the red things, it gives you the same chemical release. It's kind of gross. Which because is, those engineers purposefully created oh, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do that. And it's... I mean, I think the, the trouble is you can't do one extreme or the other now. The, for, yeah. for real, for re- which, you know... But also, like, and it's not real. Like, listen, I know you through the school and through your friends. And like, so, but, but if I didn't know you yeah. and I just went to your profile page, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And, and, and even if you post really honest stuff and things like that, it's still not... It's so, this is to me is what's so deceptive about it because I think people like social media because they feel like, oh, it's a glimpse into people's lives, but it's still curated. It's still, yeah. it's 15 seconds of your life. Sure. It's not your sorrows and your heartbreak. No. It's not your, you know, you're like, ah, the business. And then yes, the business. It's not, it's just, it's not real. And no. I think it's deceptive for young people to think that I do think like too that in addition to what you're saying is we're seeing how like younger people are so skewed now and this is interesting for me teaching people how to connect sure they're more inclined to connect to a device yeah. than they are to another human being yeah and it's ultimately dangerous I think you know what I mean I do I do and like so I grew up in um, my mom. Uh, was this incredible editor journalist so I grew up in newspaper offices with her she was a single mom she raised us by herself Um, so I I grew up when journalism had integrity and it was you know hard hitting and it was risky and it was it wasn't entertainment it wasn't entertainment and and it kind of I mean newspapers have died out they've become archaic now which is really sad but we also read uh what is that horizontally now? We don't read vertically. We do. Did you know is, that? I, I so did, which is ridiculous. <laughs> we um, read in pictures. We don't I read. Know. It's it's crazy, which is funny. If you, I wonder if that, you know, with, um, sorry, this is a weird note, but 
film posters. You know how you read left to right, yeah, and so yeah. top billing was was left. Oh, it's always been t- top billing is left because people read left to right. Yeah. So like the so Brad Pitt so Avengers would be Downey Jr. top left. Okay. Um, but I wonder now because people read that way <laughs> if top billings become up. a weird. Interesting. We'll have to start watching. Movie I should posters. actually look. Let's look yeah, at movie we should posters. look at some movie posters. That's hilarious. Wait, who did get top billing in the Avengers? Who's that actor? Danny Junior, I think. Danny Junior, Robert Danny Junior. Oh, Robert Danny Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I was like, wait, who is that, I don't know that actor? Yeah, you don't know Danny. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Chris, I think Chris Hemsworth. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. interesting. I I don't know. I think I think a balance is is the way to go. I also think that. You know, if you do genuinely want to change, look. If you want to change the game, you have to play the game until you're in a place where um, you have where leverage. You have right? leverage. That's right. Um, but I don't know. I just think I think honesty and I think kindness is 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 the way forward. Always with that kind of stuff with anything. But sorry, the link to journalism I was saying was, you know, back then it was a risk to have a voice and it was mm-hmm. a risk to, right. to put out the truth or and now um, I don't know people are obsessed or addicted to and and uh, the media perpetuates it in some ways you know someone does something wrong or speaks out or doesn't follow the the sheep and says something and all of a sudden it's you know it blows up and and sometimes Rightfully so, sometimes wrongfully so. Yeah. But either way, we're all giving the attention to the wrong part of it, which is the fact that, oh, this is not this is against the grain kind of thing. Well, I think people are becoming scared to have an opinion. Completely. Because so everyone, everyone's becoming be bullied or shamed. Well, everything uh, like uh, everything's becoming politically correct. Correct. That's and, another and I, thing. Yeah. But not politically. And when I think of politically correct, I don't mean saying things that. Um, marginalized people you know oh, I mean? no, like, no. right but I think politically correct is just to try to not just not to have an opinion no, it never, never it should never be bigoted or you know misogynistic or anything like that it's it's more I think people are afraid to rock the boat in terms of you know keeping the calmness yeah. keeping the calmness following the and, and I think that applies to acting as well I also am wondering I haven't yet figured this out in my own heart and mind and soul yet but like I also am I'm noticing like people care but I don't think they care anymore like I'm noticing like okay like you know with Trump in office or um, with congressional hearings like nobody like nobody really cares if we really care and I'm, I'm speaking of myself too yeah. like why am I not out why am I not flying to Washington and like you know protesting like okay this guy is a crook because it's a it's a whole new landscape and none of us actually know how to traverse it. Well, I wonder if like it's also about the insularness that the world of social media creates. Completely. So it's easier for me to like, you know, I'm using my finger right now, like scanning through photos and yeah. liking things that sort of supports the world I'm yeah. I'm also creating yeah. that that has the same views that I do yeah. and then I feel comfortable and safe. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I do I do know what you mean. I also think that um like I had a friend every every week there's a new petition for something or a stand against something and there it's wonderful. 
and but really is the Game of Thrones petition wonderful of one point one million people? I have my, yeah. I mean I have my own thoughts about Game of Thrones. Jesus. I thought that was I thought that was a misuse of uh, time and I know, but one I agree, but one point one million people signed a petition to send to HBO for them to redo season eight. I know, I know. Come on, people. Why are they not signing a petition? There's flooding in the Midwest and nobody's talking about climate change. Like, where's that petition? You know what yeah, I mean? Because well this is a thing. People know Game of Thrones, people don't know politics. Hmm. Because and, and it kind of links to it links to um it all kind of does stem from social media in some ways because if you look at Everything is instant gratification. Yeah, that, that's everything kind of... is, and 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 I can tell you, I've, I hate saying this, but I've been guilty of this sometimes, where people's attention span is so is so small now that people don't watch movies or TV shows without trolling on their phone or you know scrolling, and and it's interesting because I don't think I have a fish tank right here, and their memory is every seven seconds, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and we're heading that way. Seriously, we're heading that we're way. De- we don't. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, it, it applies to shows as well. I mean, it's so hard uh, to. We have too much stimulation. Yeah. And not enough focus. Yeah, that's right. And and. And also, I wonder too. Like, I don't. And there's only a couple shows that I watch, but I wonder if you're right. There's so much stimulation, but I also wonder if at some level. A lot of the stimulation is, um, well, I'm always saying it's distraction and diversion from what we really need to be focusing on and that corporations want us to be people, as you just said, but also that like sometimes everything is kind of the same sometimes, you know what I mean? And so like, okay, it doesn't matter if I'm watching this show on this network or this show on my, on, on a webisode, it's like maybe the same. Yeah. I sometimes get really concerned about it. I understand that because... Look, part of the reason I got into acting was I, uh, it was, it was a cure for loneliness watching movies sometimes. It it was sometimes a, not, not a cure for loneliness, like I was, I remember as a kid feeling that there were issues that I was trying to understand and Mm -hmm. then I'd go watch a movie and it would make me feel like I wasn't alone in those, or it'd give me some clarity or it would have some profound effect not every movie obviously but there most of the time I remember as a kid there would be meaningful things that I would get out of it Mm -hmm. and I just feel like uh it's losing some of that meaning in some ways and look it's it's a it's the best time to be an actor now because there's the most shows ever and I had a a friend of mine who runs uh, a network and he was saying that, you know, for actors, it's the best thing. For networks, it's incredibly difficult now because it is like... And that, that is why I'm so grateful as well that... Uh, well, because there's so many eyeballs on So many eyeballs. Did you know Walmart is going to have their own... Of course they are. Of <laughs> Did course. you hear that? No, I didn't. You're like, oh my God, oh, Walmart is going to have their own channel. Oh, wow. Yep. Or network or something. I don't know how. It makes sense. Like, it makes sense. Look, right after Amazon, they're like, I think the biggest like yeah. you know, retailer. Yeah. Like, uh... And look, it's the best for us, but it's now becoming increasingly hard for networks because I, <clears throat> I remember when we're waiting, we did a pilot for oh, yeah, Grand so Hotel you, uh-huh. and we'll wait. But that was like, so that was a while ago. That was a year ago. That oh, was a year ago. So we did, we did a pilot. Right. We did okay. it in Miami. Okay. And, and then you waited to hear. And then we waited. It was okay. three months. Jesus. Okay. And uh, it was... I remember talking to some friends and some executives and I was like, look, what 
I don't fully know how this works. What are the chances of a pilot getting picked up? And they said, it's about 5%. Yeah. Like 5% of pilots get picked up, which is so low. But I said, why is that? He said, imagine this. You are at the biggest buffet you've ever seen, right? And you've stuffed your face and you're so full. And then some stranger comes up to you and goes, listen, there is this really wonderful niche meal up on the seventh floor in room 706. Go in and you eat. It'll just be wonderful. And you're like, I'm full. I'm full. I'm I'm full. I don't want to move. But that's what it's like trying to get a show picked up in amongst all All of the... All the buffets. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. But you did get... You got... But somehow we... We we got someone to go up to room 706. (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably help that. No, well, listen, it doesn't necessarily like it's great that Abel and Gloria is a part of it, but even you know, it's not even easy for actors who are have a huge track record. You, you, know, you know, you know why? Uh, now I think it's tough. The, yeah, but I think part big part of the reason we got picked up is because, and the reason that Eva has so much sway is because she is literally the kindest human oh, I might have so met. No, she is, and she is so. Down to earth, and she immediately diffuses any kind of. If you think, if you have an expectation of her or what she might be like, she immediately diffuses it and is so human, wow, and so giving. And you meet someone like that, or you're lucky enough to work for them or with them, and you just go, "Really, kindness is the only uh, guarantee of longevity in this industry." Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh well, she deserves it. Though. Oh man, I hate hearing stories of people who are like. Oh, it's the worst. Not nice. It's the worst. So wait, so when does it premiere? So it premieres June seventeenth. Okay, well, which is very soon. Okay, are uh, you nervous? Have you? No. Seen, well, you saw the. So the pilot hasn't even screened yet. No, the pilot has. I've seen the pilot. Um, I liked it. I, I I'm not nervous because I have no expectation. Yeah. And I, as in, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I'm just. I, so June. Sorry, it's June seventeenth. June 17th. Okay. Um, which, what night is that? ABC? ABC, Monday's at 10 okay. after The Bachelor. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. So, but then when will you start a season two? When will you know about that? Uh, we'll probably know a few episodes in from okay. right here. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know when we go into production again. Okay. But fingers crossed. Well, Lincoln um, is awesome. Yeah. 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 So, we'll see. We'll see. Until and, then, you, you know, just keep doing the thing. That's right. Yeah. And... Enjoy that you're like can pay your SAG dues and yes. like you get to stay in America. Yes. Yeah. You know and what I, I mean? And yep. like, and I can send my family, you know, flowers and massages and stuff, <laughs> which is, which is no, it's good. It's yeah. a, it's a wonderful thing. And you, did you, so uh, last thing, and then we'll do the speed round. Cause yeah, like, we talked awesome. about so yep. many cool things. It goes by so fast. Like, um, and then, so then obviously you've got new reps out of all of this, right? I love that you were I'm like, about okay. to go, I'm about to go through that. No, I did this oh, without reps. Oh, Lincoln, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, I've got reps back in Australia, in the UK, and they're amazing. That is so inspiring. But I got this show without American reps. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm sure everybody's like, hey. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm a lot more discerning <laughs> now. Um, As but, you should be. But I guess the lesson in it is if you... That sounds so wanky saying a lesson. I'll take that back. No, it, I think, I, look, there is no formula or sense to this. And I think the only thing you can do is trust your version of your gut and just go forth with that and then trust that it will work um, eventually. It's, I mean, I love that you're saying this because the thing is, is the beautiful thing about the business is still can just change on a dime. Instantly. I have just coached this other girl 
was at the school and she's is um she's from Tel Aviv, she's Israeli. Yeah. And she just booked she's wrapped now or almost I think she has one more week. She just uh booked one of the leads in this new Barry Levinson movie. Oh, and it was from a self tape yeah. from Israel, yeah. I think. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so beautiful it, and amazing and how I'll just, things can happen. I'll just tell you this last bit. Um so after I put down that the the tape for uh, Grand Hotel, I found out later that day that because um, I'd been testing for this Netflix show and I didn't get it and I remember being so down and I was like screw all this I don't know I don't know how it works yeah. and you know I had little to no money and I was like whatever and I went to this short film festival in Sydney and I was I think I was judging some of the short films and my friend and I uh, we ended up at this beach at like 5am <laughs> just going you know what man Whatever. We're just like yeah. we're just like whatever, yeah, yeah whatever. And what we'll, and the next morning was when I got the call. And I just remember going from like in three days I went from so low to yeah. but but I, I could not have even imagined that. Right. Like it was better than I could have imagined. And yeah. it was that funny thing of going, it can change so quickly and it's never when you think it will. Yeah. So you just keep doing just things. Keep doing it. And don't turn down auditions because you might Oh, get... no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been... A, are you that would have been right the worst. That's right. You never, that's so true. Yeah. I'm always saying, even if you don't think you're right for something, just go in because casting is so smart. Casting directors are really great at what they're they so do. Smart. And if, if, if you came in and then they're like, oh, he's not really right for that role, but oh, we're doing this other Netflix show, we're doing yeah. this new Amazon show, or something else in the, the yeah. project. Yeah. They're really amazing at what they do. Yeah. So... And I think it's our job not to... I think that comes from our own fear of meeting ourselves in uh, a role that we, we judge as, that's not me. But that's just our fear of thinking that we're Completely. Not, you know what I mean? Completely. And it's you already having your foot out the door. That's in right. In case it doesn't go well. That's it's right. It's like, well, just, that's right. just go in and do it and go... Uh, See what happens. And then I think just forget about it and move on. Completely. You know I mean? Completely. Okay, let's do the speed round. Okay. So if you weren't an actor, what would you be? A Corona bottle <laughs> line picker? No, if I wasn't a if I wasn't an actor, I'd be a chef or an oh, interior decorator. I can see that you look kind of like a chef. You do look like an interior decorator. I can Thank see that. You. I hope you play one Thank in, the, you. in the movie. Hey, it's a very manly thing to say, and I'm okay with it. It is okay. Yeah, you kind of have like a Nate. Do you know Nate Burkus? No, he's like a real well-known interior designer. Like, yeah, you know, no, like, that or like an architect. That's I love, hilarious. I, love, I can see that. Yeah, I love that's houses. good casting. Oh, right thank there. you. What's your favorite film of all time? Um, Mystic River is one of my favorite films. Oh wow, I forgot about that. Movie. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just think it's the most incredible acting. Who who directed that? Clint Eastwood. It was Clint Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. What's one thing you can't live without? Oh. Your phone can't be your phone. Oh no, not my phone. Stuff my phone. Um, uh, I really love rock salt lamps. Mm. You know those like Himalayan rock salt lamps. I can live without them. I just like them. They're very calm. I don't even know if I know. Do you know the the like you mean like a lava lamp? No, not a lava lamp. <laughs> That's so retro. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. There's like rock salt lamps that you know when you go to like massage places. They have the like. Uh, orange got it oh yes I find them like caramel okay no that's what they were called yeah okay got it I thought they were just like infrared no got it okay that's my generation yeah they infrared? were like, probably like they contribute to skin I was about to say I don't know if that's good for you yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I used to put like iodine baby oil oh, on no. the like, tan under them. Yes, no. I did. I'm okay with skiing. I mean, I think I'm okay. I mean, it's that. worked out well for Not you. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I don't look like I'm 107 because I did. My sister and I used to like bake under those. Oh, I know. Crazy. Come to Australia and just bake under the I sun. know. You look 40 in no time. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, God. Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. Uh, no. It could be guy or girl, it doesn't matter. Uh, We're gender fluid here. Uh, Marion Cotillard. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen her do it. Did you ever see Rust and Bone? Oh, did I ever? Like, brilliant, yeah. right? And, and like, I think that's one of the most brilliant. Oh, God, I've got to remember this name. I think it's about, like, Little White Lies or something about family. It's a French film. I think it's something to do with lies, and that she is just I incredible. I feel like I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's okay. incredible in it. I haven't seen her in something recently, but watch now. Next, she'll have like 10 movies coming yeah, out. It's yeah, always like that. She's yeah. always like that, yeah. Um, how would you describe acting in one word? Uh, risk. Great. What's a takeaway uh, you have from being at AMAW? Just something you learned. Uh, openness. Aww. Yeah. And what, how would you define love? <laughs> This is where usually my guests start crying. Risk. Risk and reward. Risk and reward. Yeah. And sometimes you, there is no reward, but yeah. the the reward is in the risk, I think. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think uh, love is always a work in progress. I always like to say I define love by just this moment right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lincoln, for being oh, here. Thank you. Oh, and tell our your, our listeners where they can. So we've we've plugged the show a hundred times, but you can watch it on June seventeenth, Monday nights, ABC Grand Hotel. At I remember when you told me you got the job, and I was like, "That's a Broadway musical," and you're like, "What?" I was like, "Have you sent <laughs> with that up?" I have. Okay, I have. It was a big Broadway it was. show. It was yeah. like a Tommy Toon yeah. show in yeah. like the nineties. I don't know if I would have been cast in that, yeah. but that's what I thought it was. I was like, "Oh, they do? Are they doing a Look at you. You're like, "Oh, that's cute." Grand <laughs> and oh. where can they find you on the socials? <laughs> After we've been bagging, I know. No, but it's okay. It's uh, it's I am Lincoln Eunice because someone took Lincoln Eunice, which is really annoying. Oh. So it's at I am Lincoln Eunice on Instagram and Lincoln Eunice one on Twitter. Did somebody try to take your identity, or is there another Lincoln Eunice in the world? No, no, no. Someone just tried to take my identity. So it's like a fan page. I guess. Can't so. you get that it's shut down? Yeah, but it was. Now it's probably too late. It's too late. It was oh. very. It was very lame though. Wow. It was like. The opposite of how I would talk, which yeah. was which was very disconcerting. I was like, "Oh no!" People are going to think that's you. Yeah, and I had yeah. this person come up and it's like, "Lincoln, I hey. follow you." And I was like, "Hi," and they're like, "What?" It's Miranda, and I'm like, "Miranda," oh, and no. then we've been talking for two years. Oh, and I went, "No, we haven't. Oh, we have not." And I was like, "That's not me." But they don't put photos of you on there, do they? They do, as as if it was me. Well, no, Lincoln. You can have no, that I got, I got reported, that. and 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 you could. It can be called a fan page. No, okay. I got, I got that okay. done because oh, I was Jesus. like, yeah. oh, so people do not go to Lincoln Eunice. Just go to I am. <laughs> I am Lincoln Eunice. Yeah. Or go to Lincoln Eunice and be like, hey, babe. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, DM me. I slide We've been talking for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet up and have a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right, All right Lincoln. Thanks, man. That is hilarious. Oh, nice.